0: I'm Valerie. And I'm Imra. And we are Two African Americans.
1: Welcome to Two African Americans, a place for courageous conversations that heal today you'll hear episode one of the podcast which introduces you to our hosts valerie grimes and emra smith two women in leadership who are on a mission to break down the walls that divide us as a human race this first episode talks about the importance of believing trusting and validating the negative experiences of others even if we haven't experienced the same things ourselves let's listen in now as valerie and emra talk about why they began this journey together and how vital empathy and trust are to healthy relationships
0: i'm an african-american woman born in the height of the civil rights movement uh, four months after i was born martin luther king jr was assassinated And my family was deep into the civil rights movement. We had attended protests. We had civil rights leaders at our home. And it shaped and formed the woman that I've become.
2: A woman that I'm growing and have grown to love deeply. And it's crazy because I was born in, I wouldn't say the height of apartheid in South Africa, But it was definitely present. But because we didn't have freedom of press, uh, I had no idea. I was raised in a little cocoon of of safety, hardworking parents, and had no idea, just uh, some miles from our home, what was transpiring there. And in 1995, we moved to the United States. And a few years later, for the very first time, I watched the movie Amandla. And I learned what happened in my homeland. Wow. And my spirit was crushed. And and then you can start looking back and you can see little pieces. Uh, I remember my dad having books covered in brown paper in our myriad bookshelves in our home. And I learned, remembered later then, those are books that were banned. Mm. Because they'd speak about whether it was a novel and it was uh, a white uh, and a black person being married whatever it was he would read these books but never brought politics into our home wow and it and i remember most families would have a maid that lived on property that they'd come from their huts and this was their future and so thankful to be there and the families would end up helping Raise their kids and put mm-hmm. them in school, but I remember seeing many of these women n- and living in, not in the way my room looked as a little girl, right? And it would hurt my heart. And I think of those seeds that that have, that were planted for today,
0: absolutely,
2: that that stirs so deeply when you're young
0: for this thing that you are called to step into. Absolutely. And imagine that God has brought us together for such a time as this, such different backgrounds, such different understandings of what was happening around us, yet he has connected us. I call it a heart connection.
2: Mm, it truly is. I Sometimes I have say it to you often, we're kind of joined at the hip because I'll be thinking something, you'll speak it I'll be speaking something you said I just was thinking about that and 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 what what floors me so is when moving to Savannah no idea why we were moving here um these years ago and and being moved by what I call the different pockets in the city mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. different people that and and how they were so disconnected and planted within me was this ask how do you bring these people together Mm -hmm. do they really respect each other do they love
0: each other Uh, what 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 is this all about absolutely I look to uh Imra and I know that there is this thing and and it's scripture in Revelation 7 9 where he says that there will be people from every tribe every Mm. tongue every nation and they will be surrounding the throne and they will be praising God Mm. together. Mm. And so for me, I look and I say, how do we have some of that heaven on earth? And from the way we've dealt with each other, I know that that's the heart of both of us is to have some of that heaven here on earth. How do we connect diverse groups, both racially, ethnically, uh, Socioeconomic, yes, yeah, socioeconomically, and and to be able to do that in a way that we respect and honor each and every person, uh, and so we've been having conversations that have been sometimes hard to have. Uh, we live in, we actually have a, a a business, a church, nonprofit that exists in a community that is very diverse on so many levels, and one of the conversations Emma and I have had has been how we are re- perceived in our community. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to her about one of the neighbors who was not so friendly to me. It was uh, a very awkward encounter that I had with this neighbor. I felt very uh, judged and marginalized and I felt as though um there was a confusion between who she thought I was and who actually showed up. She had actually spoken to me, the neighbor had, on the phone. But when I showed up, apparently I didn't look the way I sound, sounded on the phone. And I conveyed that to Emra. And Emra, you said?
2: Wow, I can't believe that because she's, she's so nice to me. And, and we found that with another neighbor. We had the similar encounter where they're nice to me and people are not nice to you. Yeah. And then I, I kind of, and I, I wonder if I'm speaking for a lot of people here because I hear it so often. Is that truth or is that what you perceive? So it we we we're going to be very transparent in our conversations absolutely and what's the point of not being but i we hear so often can they not just get over it mm-hmm. that it does this doesn't exist anymore
1: mhm
2: that this do, um, and and not really believing to the core that this person in front of you is really seeing it the right way mm mm-hmm. mhm But then I have to go, why don't we, do we
0: not see it the right way? Do we not, too much, too, wow. (laughs) Yes, and yes, and yes, and yes to everything that you just said. A big part of it, I think, is that if we have not experienced something, it's easy to discount it. And Mm, so good. Yeah. You've said that before, and that hit like bam. Yeah. Say it again. If we have not experienced something, it's easy to discount it and to say that it wasn't quite what you thought it was. And And I always tell people I've walked in this skin my whole life, and trust me, I have asked myself the question: Was it just me? Did I misunderstand? Or was it the intention of that person to make me feel marginalized? And I've come to this conclusion: that with the years of experience in this skin, I know when I'm being marginalized. I don't question it anymore. And what I always ask for anyone that asks the question of, you know, well, are you sure? I always say, I'm not asking you to understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to feel the way I feel. I'm just asking you to believe my experience. That's all. Just believe what I say to you. And then we can find some common ground to really begin to have a deeper conversation. That is incredibly
2: powerful. Because if we cannot believe and trust one another, there's a big divide. And then I lead to ask myself the question, do I really want to build relationship with this person that's different from me? Because if I really want to, I will do the work that is required mm-hmm. to build trust. Yes. It is a process. It is putting yourself in front of, um, doing, doing life together. Mm-hmm. And we were speaking, I, th- I think we, we were speaking to a woman together the other day and about the concept of being in our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. How we love comfort, mm. how we don't <laughs> want to be shifted. So I'm I'm wondering if a lot of our stressors of not truly seeing one another, respecting one another, living together more in a peaceful fashion has got to do with that that we don't
0: want to feel uncomfortable. Mm, I'm sure that is it. Uh, because if I come to you and pull you into my discomfort, it interrupts that comfort. You're right. And so um, it, it's one of those those things that we have to take a moment and be willing, be willing to feel what the other person feels in the sense of uh, having that empathy. I think that's what relationship is, is being able to empathize with someone else. Emma, can I ask you a question? Anytime. I am wondering, why would it feel uncomfortable to hear my experience or how I um, feel I was treated in a particular situation or instance? that
2: That's a Crazy, good question, what comes to mind first, and I think of your story you told as an r n and how you'd go in and someone didn't want you to treat them because you were black, I mean out bold and clear when I hear stories like that, it hurts me it It hurts me that that you and that others have to go through things like that mm. in in that story. I can't deny that that happened to you. It's not an ambiguous, well, maybe you perceived it a kind of way. That was very explicit. Why would you, when you tell me a story that's maybe, it could be that you're coming from how you're feeling or your insecurities, because we all go through that. We react to what we are not solid in yet or something that still struggles or we hurt in so when those ambiguous moments come that the fleeting like a little dart that goes through my brain and i and i know they're not just darts for others they're point of view as we spoke before really are you sure why does how does that what does that make me feel like why do i feel uncomfortable about that Am I really judging you? As you said, am I trusting you? I can only think that the root of that must be that it still hurts me like the little girl was hurt, Mm -hmm. that someone else isn't seen and accepted for whom they are.
0: Yeah, I can hear that, and I can accept that. Um, And I think for me the whole thing is that little moment that may seem unperceivable to you has been coupled by so many of those moments that were blatant that I still can feel the sting of those blatant moments being exposed in those that try to be undercover and I think that that is the feeling that quite a few people who are othered uh, experience because we've had so many of those blatant moments those moments where you without beyond a shadow of a doubt you know exactly what that person thinks and feels about you that when we meet a person who doesn't say it outright you still feel the sting and so I get it I can understand that it may be painful to think that someone you love is walking through a place um where someone doesn't care for them or someone seeks to hurt them. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes and and I guess y- it one
2: f- how can you change that? How can you make this better? And that's what we're doing. Yes. That's why we're doing this. Absolutely. Because we we both realized we actually can choose to see others differently to respect others, to unpack our own hidden bias. I And I understand, I hear what you're saying, because my challenged daughter, in the years of growing up, and the many complexities with her, and the things people said to me, that I'm a bad mother and I should be doing this and this, but my gut told me, no, she can't hear or see or anything that. And then she'd come home when she eventually learned to speak at the age of 16, and she'd come home and in, in her small sentence way, she'd say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I'm like, what are you talking about, sugar? And she'd go, I'm not a retard, I'm not a retard. Mm. And I'm like, well, who, where did you hear that? And I realized the other children at school were, m- and my heart got crushed. Absolutely. And that, m- that moment stayed with me yes. into my later adult life probably would it be 10 years ago that when someone speaks about retards and why do we have to be so sensitive about all these new terminologies and all of this and and I would feel my spirit rise Mm -hmm. in me Mm -hmm. and I'd go let me tell you why
0: absolutely and I
2: felt the sting of the pain of that little girl and what she went through so I hear you I, I love that word in Africa and, and we use it so so bona. I see y-
0: Yes, I see. I you. see
2: you, sister.
0: Yes. I feel you. Absolutely. And that is what people want to be seen, to be heard, and to be understood. Absolutely. And I feel your pain for your daughter. And that angers me that someone would have something negative to say. And I believe you. Um, And I think if we could begin to meet on that level in all of our relationships, to believe, to honor, to respect, and to see each other, we would have a much better world and the conversations that would come out of just a mutual understanding that each person's feelings, thoughts, hearts matter. It's each one is valid. Absolutely. And then when
2: anyone has a reaction, there has been a root to cause the reaction. Yes. And it's not up to me to judge the reaction but to sit with you long enough to hear where the root came from. Absolutely. Because when we hear those stories, we, we start shifting. Something changes. Because at the end of the day, we're not all that different at all. Mm,
0: not at all. We still get calls from our kids saying it's an emergency. We still have... Uh, disagreements with our spouses we still have to cook dinner we still have to buy groceries all of those things that we do that are so similar because that's what life is and the package that we come in shouldn't matter.
2: Mm. So tell me as an RN and and all the cuts and uglies that you've seen what does the Mm. inside look like?
0: Oh wow you know I've actually held a heart in my hand and it was the heart of an African-American woman, and it was red, and it was you know, beautiful, and it was giving life to her. And guess what? I've seen the hearts of Caucasian men and Caucasian women, and they're red, and they're beating, and they're giving life. Wow, the thought of that, mm. that they look the same, and had I not been able to see the face of the person, I couldn't tell the difference because inside we are all mm. the same, you know, mm. and it's just amazing that we limit ourselves um based on the package that a person comes in. There are so many experiences and uh, so many opportunities to love and to be accepted if we would just step outside of our comfort zone. (laughs) Hmm. I heard you say something uh, earlier. You mentioned we have a choice. Now, most of us have been raised in settings that have kind of set our bias, and we've been exposed, um, you know, through school, through uh, work, through so many other areas where we've had our bias set. But we can choose to it's change right. that we can decide that I no longer want to walk in that bias because there's, there's a little bit of falsehood that I'm feeling and seeing. So what is the real truth? And we can begin to ask deeper, better questions and make better choices. What do you think about that?
2: I think that's the way we build solid communities and we bring community together because where there is unity, there is strength. And so if a community really wants to prosper and they stop fighting one another, all those gifts and skills of every single individual, which, as we said, is not that different. Uh, we would have different personalities. We have different giftings. But when that all comes together, a community can only blossom.
0: Absolutely. But
2: when we look at each other and we cannot tolerate one another for core differences – I'm like, they're not really core differences. They're just outside differences and some cultural behaviors. But then wouldn't each culture also work harder on seeing the other and, and let's, let's make our community, let's form our own culture with all of our cultures together and do amazing things.
0: Absolutely. Don't
2: break each other down. Build each other up.
0: That's it. So when we meet someone new, that doesn't look like us, that doesn't sound like us, and they don't think like us. I mean, because politically, we can be very diverse. Can we just take a moment and say, I choose to hear what this person has to say?
1: thank you for joining us today on Two African Americans. Tune in next week as we discuss what it means to truly see each other beyond our comfort zones, our blind spots, and our preconceived ideas about the other that may or may not be true. As we close, remember the great quote from the South African Anglican cleric Desmond Tutu, my humanity is bound up in yours, for we can only be human together. Have a great day.